Full time at the London Stadium. This is Match Day Live Extra for Wolves Radio. I'm Mikey Burrows. Andy Thompson alongside me here. And Dave Edwards has been watching from home. Wolves beaten by one goal to nil. In the end, the stats sound like this. Wolves with 61% possession in the game and 14 shots to West Ham's 13. Though only one was on target four off target nine were blocked primarily i think all of them by kurt zuma who was exceptional for west ham at the back five corners to west ham's three in the end for wolves as they really tried to push for it in the second half in terms of the pass success rate 86 percent compared to west ham's 80 percent there are only two of 16 crosses were successful and only five of 13 dribbles and Wolves lost possession 141 times compared to West Ham's 124. Uh, Andy Thompson, try and make sense of it. What did you make of Wolves' defeat here? Um, I just think that they struggled going into advanced areas. I think that we run out of ideas a little bit when we got up there. So, look, I think that West Ham defended really well, especially in that central position. The... They get bodies in there, so they make it difficult for teams to get any time and space. To be fair, you say we've defended in before the last two games. We've made it difficult for people. But we just couldn't create anything. We just couldn't get anything that would give us an opportunity to have a clear-cut chance at the West Ham goal. And again, it's whatever it is, a bit of care, a little creativity. Um, but it's better being positive. About being positive when you're in that top third, I think that sometimes we're just reluctant to have that first touch out of our feet it should be your first reaction when you get the ball it should be out of your feet looking forward if it's not on then you start to look sideways or then back but our first touch just seems to be either inside or then back and gone and we need to be more positive when we've got the ball look I don't think we got our wide men into the game I don't think our fullbacks offered really that much in, in the game at all where usually we depend a lot on switching the play and getting them forward and being able to create something but we just couldn't get it today we'll talk about the five changes in a minute let's bring Dave Edwards in for your post-match thoughts Edo what did you make of it oh where do I start um it was it was disappointing um I think it was all there for for Wolves to finish strongly but it just felt like going into that last 20 minutes it was just hopeful more than anything else they they got into good areas. They got so many good players on the pitch, but there's no real structure to how they were going to break West Ham West Ham down. Whereas you look Thursday night, you look at the way Arsenal attacked that last 10, 15 minutes, and the way they kept getting the ball, moving it quickly, getting it wide, getting it behind uh, Wolves' defence, and then flashing balls across. Wolves never did that. West Ham back in their shape, really hard to break down, and then the amount of times that there was a flick or something in the box which was like I said, hopeful. Um, that was that was the most disappointing thing. There is loads of positives. Fabio Silva was excellent. That's the best I've seen him in a Wolf shirt in terms of all-round performance. Um, just unfortunate he couldn't get any of his shots away on target. I thought he was he was excellent. Neto looked an absolute live wire when he came on. Um, really impressed with with his performance. But just all in all, there wasn't enough. It wasn't pragmatic enough in in the way they were going to break West Ham down. And it was similar to the the home game at Molyneux when they played West Ham and we said that they took too long to cross the ball walls at times and as soon as West Ham get back in their shape they're so hard to break down there was too 
too many turnovers of possession where Wolves had a chance to go and their first thought was, right, let's go back with the ball and get back in comfortable possession. Mm. And once you do that against West Ham, that they're so rigid and they're so resolute down the middle of the pitch, it's always going to be difficult to score. So um, I thought they could have taken it to them a little bit more on the transition. Um, but then when they did have that possession high up the pitch, they had to work the ball quicker around the outside of West Ham to try and get in behind them. Um, it was just too much in front of them and trying to go through the middle, which which wasn't going to work. Ryan says no fight, no bottle, no creativity. Can't think of another team who can ever throw in five yards from their byline. And within five seconds, it's at Sars' feet. Movement was non-existent. Lee says Bruno got it wrong. Too many changes. Team looked unsettled. Then left subs way too late. Not good enough. Stu says Trincao was toothless. Silver and Trincao starting together. Utterly toothless. Hoover had a shock of a game, according to Stu. I don't think Silver uh, was too bad today. And in fact, Dave Edwards mentioned it. I thought, I thought, thought he had a good game. I thought Silver did well up there on his own. I think that he was probably the one up front that really worked really hard, caused them a few problems. Um, didn't give didn't give up on a lot of things. Look, look, he was playing against two centre halves who who've played well today, Zuma especially. Mm. Um, and you just look at that and they say, but you can see definite improvements in his play. For me, for Silva, uh, Danny says Dyer not good enough. Too many backwards <laughs> passes, and we can't deal with the opposition coming within five yards of us. Cameron says not good enough. Why wait until we go down to change it? He's done that in the last two games. Uh, James says had a look about us the last few games where we either can't motivate ourselves enough to match effort, fight, and work rate, or just a lack of confidence for someone to grab the ball and make something happen. Very disappointing. And Mike says Semedo's injury has cost us all six points in London. I mean, it's you know you don't want to uh, pick on on young players coming in, but in terms of Kiana Hoover, Dave Edwards, but it, it did feel like Wolves just. In order to accommodate the fact that they didn't have Semedo, they've made those changes to put Marcel in to try and we'll come to some of the other changes. But certainly, it feels like Marcel was in to cover for the fact that you didn't want two young gung ho wing backs. But it just didn't quite feel right through the majority of that game. They didn't really get the wing backs into the game, really. No, I think it's difficult for Keanu Hoover coming in when he hasn't played for a couple of months, hasn't made a start and um, he'll be disappointed with his performance. I thought he he wasted possession very, very easily at times and didn't really give enough of an outlet on that right-hand side from an attacking sense. Um, so that that didn't really work. I, I did actually think we'll start the second half reasonably well. I thought they were just starting to control the game a little bit when West Ham scored and it was such a soft goal. You look back at it and Romain Saiz just gets caught doing something. I, 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 what, I don't know what was kind of going on inside Romain's head when, when the ball comes across. He's been attracted out of the middle of the goal for some reason. And then Socek is six yards out absolutely on his own. You can see by Connor Cody, when he looks around, he expects Romain Sace to be right alongside him. And he was just not there at all. Um, it's too far for Marcel to come across. So that, that was a really avoidable goal. And then it changed the game. And then for 10 minutes, Wolves looked lost they look ragged they look like West Ham could go and score two or three after that um, but from an offensive point of view back at the wing backs they, they didn't didn't do enough they really missed Semedo um, he's going to be hard to replace hopefully Johnny can come back in ASAP uh, and get his minutes up I'm surprised he didn't bring him on a little bit later but obviously the subs that he had to use more attacking subs for that um, 
but yeah, just just didn't do enough in 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 the way they were going about their attacking play Wolves. Um, and I said before, you compare it to how Arsenal did it last week, and it, it's chalk and cheese. Arsenal really pushed Wolves all the way, whereas West, I never felt like West Ham were going to concede. Yeah, totally agree. So look, I just think that the because we weren't very quick and the tempo wasn't great in the way that we were passing the ball, West Ham were able to just get into the shape. Uh, and as Ed, I said just there, they defended really well. They got into the shape, and it's very difficult to create anything. You saw the trying to play little. Uh, little one-twos around the edge of the box uh, and they didn't have any space because they were just nullified them they just took the ball off them and won the ball back um, and they did that numerous times okay Zuma had a great game but you just look at the three lads who were in front of the midfield lads uh, especially Declan Rice just sits in front of them makes it difficult for players to break down but you've got to be offering something else in either your wide areas or somebody's got to do something magic uh, with the ball create something go past players but I just think that we just didn't offer that much on them flanks and, and we know that we we need the, the wide players to offer us something or give us something. And I just think that Marcel, we knew Marcel was never going to be somebody who was going to go thundering past anybody. Um, but I was dis- a little disappointed with Hoover. Mm. I thought that Hoover would offer a little bit more. I think he's, uh, not his positional sense, but his timing of his runs... Um, he, he was delayed he, when he was running. He, he looked like a player who hadn't featured yes, for a did. while, didn't he? And, but, and that's part of the problem that when you look at the amount of football that he's played, I think he, you know, he had 45 minutes or so or maybe an hour for, for the under-23s a couple of weeks ago. I don't think he's had any other football since then. Yeah. And I mentioned to you before the game, it felt always felt like a big ask to kind of, well, have yeah. you not even been on the bench for two games to come in? To the starting lineup. Yeah, possibly. Yes, I look, but it <laughs> looks. Like I don't have the good, the young lad, because at the end of the day, so look, he's, he's been. He hasn't played that many games in the first team, but when he's coming on to there, he's, he's just got to just try and be more positive with the way that he plays. That's what I'm trying to get to. Like, just be because we know that Nevers can pick him out. We know that once the ball's played to his feet, and he did have time and space, Nevers at times, but it's about that timing of the run. And sometimes I, I was watching a couple in the second half. And the ball's gone up to the centre forward, and it's too deep. Fornells is around and about Silva, picking up the second ball, and it's too late for Hoover then to close him down. He needs to be up there, get up there. He can put pressure on it, yeah. And then, he, then who knows? We could win the ball, get the breakaway, catch West Ham on the back foot where they haven't got their shape set up before then. But we just didn't do that. We just say every ball that went up, they headed back, they won the second ball, and they've played the way out of it with no pressure at all. That's a good point. Uh, let's bring Dave Edwards back in on that. I don't know what it looked like on TV, Edo, but uh, you can always almost tell when a, when a team's playing well and they're on form, when everybody seems like you know they're almost attached by bungee cords to each other and, and you're in there and in support. And it, it did feel, um, and maybe it's just because there's a big open expanse, of turf here especially from our view that Wolves just didn't seem that close to each other so it was hard to keep hold of possession yeah yeah definitely the only way Wolves kept hold of possession was sort of from Jose Sarr across the back three and possibly into Nevers and that was only when West Ham really dropped off and West Ham are, are comfortable to let you do that um, you, you're totally right about West Ham they look so close as a unit in and out of possession and, and as the game went on as walls as they're attacking if you're if you're attacking a team and you're chasing the game and you and they're defending deeper defending narrow you have to get down the sides you have to work the ball out wide and get around the back of them that's the way you're going to hurt them whether you win a corner off it or not but you have to disrupt it by going round the sides and try and get around the back and 
Wolves just just didn't do that enough. Um, and I think a lot of that was to do with with the wing backs um, not being high enough up the pitch, not making clever enough runs to try and break in behind West Ham's full backs. I thought Cresswell and, and Johnson had, had an easy day, really. It wasn't until Neto started running at Johnson did he actually start to struggle a little bit. But apart from that, it was just, just one of those games where it just didn't quite click. There was a lot of changes. Wolves looked like a team that hadn't played together, whereas West Ham looked like they played together every single week and it was quite a settled 11 for them. On that point, uh, you know, there will be a lot of people who will raise that. Tomo, with the benefit of hindsight, was five changes too many? Possibly. So, like I said, it's in hindsight, it's great, but possibly. Looking at it now, and I said, again, so like not having a go at who, maybe we should have started with Johnny. If he plays 60 minutes, then we could bring him off. Um, but look. He's swinging around about, isn't it? So you don't know what to do for the good. So, like, he's done it to try and give fresh legs um, to the team, trying to give them something else. But it just didn't work today, unfortunately. It just didn't work. Um, Marcel didn't really offer anything going forward as such. It was pinned back a lot of the time. As we just said there, Neto come on. All of a sudden, things change. Uh, Johnson, all of a sudden, is uh, backtracking. He's having to defend. Fornells, who's not a, a full-back, for me, I had quite a comfortable game, if anything, mm. uh, with Creswell just behind him. So, look, say, look, say, I'm sure the manager will have a look at it. I'm sure the players will uh, have discussions with it as well. But it was just one of those days where things just didn't happen. We need, For me, we just needed to be more positive. If you're playing West Ham, I think you've got to be on the front foot. You can't afford to be sitting back, slowing the game down. Because once they get in that shape, it's so difficult to break down. And they proved, proved it this afternoon where they made it difficult for Wolves to break anything down or get in between them at all. Yeah, tempo, David Edwards, is such a, a hard thing, isn't it? You, you know, you have to give credit to West Ham for the way that they were organised, they were disciplined, and especially when they got themselves in front, they were not going to allow Wolves to, to get those pockets of space. And it, it simply became about could Ruben Neves orchestrate something from a, a position in the midway point of West Ham's half? Yeah, and it was it was almost impossible because West Ham has so many bodies back that he's trying to pick passes to try and hurt West Ham. And he can't, so he just keeps moving the ball and hoping something opens up, and it, it never really did. I think in terms of the changes, you, it was a calculated risk by Bruno Large and going at nil nil at half time and in, into the hour, you could have said it would nearly worked well because I think Neto was ready to come on just before the goal was he and. If, I think if that goal doesn't go in and Wolves make the changes, I think it's it's a different game. So it, it's fine margins in football, it really is. And if if it had gone nil nil into those last 15, 20 minutes, you'd have really fancied Wolves to come on strong. But it wasn't to be. West Ham get the goal, and a bit like Wolves when when they get in front, they're hard to break down. Um, but I think it didn't help Wolves, especially in the first hour of the game. That when they did win the ball back in the transition, Tom, I mentioned it, they didn't go quick enough. It was always backwards and that. And I think that's more personnel. They didn't really have the the pace of Podence or Neto to, or even Jimenez to a degree to go. Silver's not lightning quick. Trincao is more of a technical player. Wanky Chan can carry the ball, but they didn't have enough pace to, to get Wolves up the pitch. Hence, they kept going backwards all the time. Um, and I thought that really hurt them at, at times. Jimmy says we were very poor today. Never ever thought we would score or after the first goal on Thursday, sideways and backwards too much. Always seem to go back 
from the final third. Jay blames the team selection. Fabio fine, but get Neto and Pedence with him. Uh, Saeed stepping up for the goal was poor, says Jay. Uh, another one says we've been poor for the last three games. Got away with it against Leicester, but can't say we deserved anything out of the game today or against Arsenal. Another one says we needed to play our strongest team today. The selection was a strange one. Trincao not the answer to our goal scoring problems and uh, let's just bring another one it feels like the season is over for us now the best we can expect is eighth and might as well finish 16th as eighth I don't necessarily agree with that point and I think you know eighth would be still a remarkable turnaround really for Bruno's first season to to get us back on track from having the dip year and as I say there are still plenty of games to go it could look very different in a couple of games time if Wolves can put back-to-back -back results together again but uh, the one point in there about Pedro Neto um, he's had a couple of substitute appearances now three in a week is he ready is yeah. he up to speed enough for you should he be in that starting well, line when we spoke before the game when you was asking me about what the starting lineups because you you knew that they made some changes and one of my first things that I said that who was playing was Neto. I thought Neto would start. Um, again, I think that you might as well give him a run out to sell like I'm sure he's biting at the bit to get to get onto the pitch and wants to play. And you you saw the way that he plays when he comes on. Uh, he's energetic. He's uh, he want he's uh, positive in everything that he does. He wants to go forward. As soon as he gets that ball, he's off. Uh, and you've seen it again today. So look, and I was surprised that he didn't start. With Neto down that left hand side, maybe play Wang down this right hand side. Okay, if you're going to make a change in the middle, uh, Silva, I still think Silva did okay. But again, I think that Neto needs to be starting there for me. Um, possibly depending on how long Samado is going to be out, I think Johnny will probably come into the side uh, next week, um, and we'll be looking at that as well. So look. The manager thought that he, he had to make changes, um, a lot of changes, which I was surprised about. Uh, and I think everybody was, but like I say, it just didn't work today, unfortunately. Pedro Neto, for you, Dave Edwards, I mean, this is the thing. We look towards the game next weekend and, and the questions get asked, you know, what, what does he do? Who comes back in? Who gets an opportunity? Where do you go next weekend? I'd like to see, um, obviously, being a home game, I'd like to see Neto and Podent start um, in the front three with, I, I would say Jimenez, but again, I don't. I think Fabio Silva has given as much today as what Jimenez has in the last few weeks, um, but I still expect, expect Jimenez to come back in. But um, playing Neto and, and Podent, um, I think, is really exciting. So much pace. Um, and I just love how confident he looked today. He, he looks doesn't look like a player who's been out for so long. He... Every time he got the ball, he thought, I'm going to try and make something happen. And he's got those quick little step-overs and commits defenders. Um, I think they need to get him back in that starting eleven as soon as possible, um, even if they can just play him for an hour. Um, is it Palace the next game? And, yeah, take it from there. But the good thing is now Wolves have got so many attacking options. You look at what the, the bench looked like two or three months ago, and it was full of 23 players. And Bruno Large would be looking behind him at 60 minutes, and there's not a lot to change the game, whereas now he's got some serious attacking options on the bench and, and that's a good thing a little bit of a blip but again we, we spoke about taking the emotion out of it it's been a wonderful season um i think every wolf fan would have snapped your hands off for wolves finishing the top eight at the start of the year so a little bit of perspective players back fit squads looking a lot stronger um and if they can finish the season and 
some optimism. Got a real chance now. You look at the next six games, they, they can really go on a good run again. Um, and if they do do that, it'll be, it'll be wonderful. And a few more additions in the summer. Yeah, perspective is a wonderful thing. And, and when you look at the, the games that Wolves have played, the only sides to have beaten them since November were Arsenal, West Ham, Man City and Liverpool. So all the teams above them. So look, yeah. But look, big teams, good teams. Um, but look, I know people are disappointed on the back, back-to-back defeats that we've had. But you've got to look at the positive side about it. We've got players back. So when we started this season, you look at our injury list that we had. We had some quality players that are out. Six weeks ago, when you looked at the bench, you had under-23s on the bench. All of a sudden, you look at the bench today. I know he's made those five changes, but it looks a lot stronger for it. But again, I say, look, I, I think the manager will probably hold his hand up and probably got it wrong a little bit today uh, with some of his selections, not all of them. Because I say, again, I still I still think that Silva's done a good job, but I would still think for next week, you're going to see Pedence, Neto and Jimenez up front for me. I think that'll be the, his starting three. I'll be very surprised if he doesn't start with those three because Neto wants to play. He wants to start. Pedence has been in decent form. I know Jimenez hasn't been in decent form, but you know what you're going to get from Jimenez. Um, he'd be disappointed that he hasn't scored more goals since he's come back but again he's, he's, again, he's just got to make sure that we don't lose sight of what we've actually done this year the way that the team have performed because I think they've been outstanding in a lot of the season Okay, we've had two disappointments which everybody uh, doesn't want <laughs> and we don't want it either but there's no reason why they can't bounce back after that today yeah, I, I mentioned this before the game, Dave Edwards. It is an element about expectation, isn't it? And and because of the way that they've played, you know, they put the, the pressure on themselves. They yeah, the, 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 the it, it you know, great. genuinely, the ceiling appeared higher than many people thought it was at the start of the season. Now they've been beaten by some very good teams in the last couple of days, but there's still an awful lot of football left to be played. There is, and Bruno Large, we're looking at it now, and obviously the fans' disappointment of what's gone the last two games. If we had mid-table mediocrity, then it wouldn't seem so bad, but because they pushed expectations, they pushed boundaries, they've been they've been so good this season when you look at it, and especially the last few months, they've really raised that ceiling, like you said, but you have to just keep re- remembering where we were a year ago, um, the type of football we were playing, Nuno... Nuno was incredible for the club, but it did become a little bit stale and um, sort of a little bit too defensive at times. Whereas even today, we didn't create enough chances. We didn't test the goal enough, but it wasn't for the for the want of trying. The managers put so many attacking options on the pitch. He, he senses in a game when they have to completely go for it. He got a few things wrong in terms of tactically, but that's a lot of that might be down to players on the pitch and, and decision-making. But... You can't fault him for just going for it and trying to play a more attacking style of football while still remaining reasonably solid. So, so far it's been a good season. These just these two results are a little bit disappointing with with the form that Wolves were were on before that. We've always known that goal scoring is our major Achilles heel. We've never been since we've been in the Premier League. We've never been prolific goal scorers anyway. We've always found it difficult. But what we have done, we've made it difficult for teams, and we've done exactly the same this year. We've done it made it difficult for teams. And again, we talk about fine margins. We've lost both of the games by one goal in both of the games. And if you look at, at that, so like it could have gone either way against Arsenal. Um, and today as well, so like unfortunately, so it didn't just didn't work out for us today. But 
it's fine margins again and just that's why you get punished this that's why this league is one of the top leagues is, is the reason why you get punished is because if you make an error you usually get punished for it and that's what's happened in the two games that's, that's gone on where we've just switched off we've just uh, allowed the team the opposition to get an opportunity at goal and they've took it and and unfortunately we've lost both of the games but it's just it's just minor things we've got quality players in the in the squad um and again some players are still learning and still getting experience um to be playing and look i think that the way that things are going so look and the way that we've, we've played this year has been outstanding for me in the majority of the games don't get me for, uh, to be honest there's been a couple of blips but the majority of it it's been really well Andy Thompson, Dave Edwards, thank you very much indeed for being with us on Match Day Live Extra. Today, uh, next up for the first team, of course, is the visit of Crystal Palace on the first weekend of March. The under-23s are in action on Monday night at Agbury. You can join us for that live and free on Wolves TV as they take on Reading and hopefully we will be back to winning ways soon. Thank you very much for your company. As ever, we'll see you all soon.